Coming up today on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, it's Wes Bryant, your Charlotte Hornets insider, joining us for Wes Wednesdays. And is PJ Washington on the mend? That's all coming up today on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Walker Mail. Follow the show handle on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. And last but not least, follow Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson LOH. You know what it is. Wednesday. It means we go to Wes Bryant, Charlotte yes. Hornets insider for West Wednesdays. I'm excited for a lot of different reasons, but one, it's always fun when you get to introduce your friends. It's the first time that we're going to have Wes Bryant and Doug Branson on the pod together. And the question that I have to lead off with you first and foremost, though, West, it's do I get the West Bryant stamp of approval for the Locked On Hornets intro beat leading us into this episode? Yo, I was just sitting here watching the intro. It's awesome. I love what you guys have going on. It looks so cool, man. It's a far cry from what we've done. Even though it was cool what we did the last two weeks, man, but the extra added pizzazz. Yeah. Yeah. I pizzazz, that's my middle name. That's actually, it's Doug Pizzazz. <laughs> I love that's, it. Yeah, it's really uh, my, my parents for a while. Thanks, Wes. I appreciate the love. That Yeah, that, that beat's been with us for a long time. Yeah, I like that. The, the beat's been here for a long time. It's been great. Always uh, been a fan favorite, too. So just wanted to get the stamp of approval. We're going to get into some other stuff in the second segment with you. Have to discuss the fit you wore on this little home stretch the Charlotte Hornets have been playing. We got another list for you. We can also look into this Washington Wizards game and preview it. About the first place, Washington Wizards, crazy with the Eastern Conference standings, what they're looking like right now. But first, let's get to the P.J. Washington news. So he is going to be out for this game, but he did resume practice after that hyperextended left elbow on November 3rd that he suffered in that loss to Golden State. Wes, we've known how big of a part of this team P.J. Washington is. Really defensively, he helps you out a lot. He allows you to go to those small ball lineups and not – give up a ton of defense even if you know he's not as tall as a center that you would like to have in that um in that type of situation for the most part you know pj is somebody that can really help this uh basketball team good to see him back practicing not gonna play against washington right he is listed as out but hopefully he's on the mend enough for him to be able to come back and help this team sooner rather than later yeah, you love seeing him come back in the way that this team is starting to get it together defensively. That's one of the things I'm most interested in seeing tonight is they've held their last three opponents under 45% shooting, including the Golden State Warriors. So um, in this stretch where they're really starting to get together defensively, we know what PJ's capable of, especially with his post defense. So I'll be interested to see what he can do there. So the team has to be excited about that because he can only add to what they're doing already. We already know he's a stretch four. 
as you said, those small ball lineups. He mm-hmm. can shoot the three and do a lot for this basketball team. So they have to be excited. Anytime this Hornets team can be together at full strength, it's a great thing because we know the injury woes that they've had uh, in the past and having part of the lineup here and part of the lineup there. So I'm sure they're always ecstatic when they can have all of their parts. Now, something noteworthy, but not crazy panicked yet Gordon Hayward did appear on the injury report he was probable and he's got hamstring tightness so hopefully the Charlotte Hornets are in a position now to where maybe they can limit his minutes a little more like James Borrego needed to go to Gordon Hayward a lot at the very beginning remember it was weird LaMelo was playing under 30 minutes a game to start the season and it was Gordon Hayward that Borrego was riding as much as anybody despite acknowledging they were going to take some vet days Gordon's been healthy enough again probable on the injury report with that hamstring tightness They are in a little more position to help out with Gordon. Kelly Oubre has been inconsistent, so we'll see if if Kelly can come in and help out if Gordon were to be out down the line. But I don't think there's anything too much to be worried about here, right, Wes? Like, it seems like Gordon's going to play. Hopefully he can get over this and then dodge the injury report after this initial one. The interesting thing with hamstrings is that uh, they're so tricky because, you know, even if they say it's mild – if you get out there and you have to push it a little bit too hard, does it become more moderate or does it become severe? So it's always hamstrings or something you have to tread lightly with. That's spoken like a true football player, Wes. Like that, that, <laughs> hey, I was never a speed guy, so I never had to worry about my hamstrings. The only time I use my hamstrings, well, you know, for blocking and things like that. Well, but like we if Mario Williams comes in and puts a hand in your chest, then you got to anchor yourself a little. I imagine you had to use your hamstrings for that. Yeah, you definitely do. But there was never a lineman sitting on the side talking about, man, my hamstrings. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hopefully, hopefully he can dodge all of that, as you mentioned. Uh, real quick, a couple of other things. Uh, or just really just want to get into this three-game winning streak that they're on, right? It's been a roller coaster mm-hmm. season. 3-0 and start, 5-2 and start, still pretty good. Five-game losing streak. Now they're back to a three-game winning streak, having beat Memphis, the lone road game that they won on that stretch, and then they won a couple of home games. How do you explain the roller coaster type season we've seen from the Charlotte Hornets? I think it's just a team that's still youthful in some areas and still a team that's kind of light on experience. I mean, they had to go out early this season, and this was a team that, you know, ended last year. We know that they got into the plan of the playoffs. But they're still learning how to win, still learning situational basketball. And I think we saw that on the road trip to where it was little things here and there, the Golden State game, too much one-on-one, or uh, Lakers game, late-game situations, not necessarily executing to their capability. So there were little lessons that they took from each game, I felt. And then I thought in the Memphis game, they said enough is enough. They started to put things together and then they got back home. You get in your own bed, you eat your own food, you get to Mm -hmm. hang out with the old lady or whatever it is that they do. (laughs) And they got back into their comfort zone and they said, hey, we know what we're capable of. We need to get back to doing those things. And as I said, the defense has picked up starting with that Grizzlies game. They came home with the Knicks and, and really had a great matchup with them. And then the Warriors came to town and took care of them. So I think it's just a team that's just kind of learning. Coach Borrego said in the pregame before uh, the next game, I believe, and he said, you know, every team is going to go through their rough patches during the season. Uh, This, you know, this was ours going on the road, taking the losses like we did. So you can look at it as a little bit of just 
you know, the Hornets hitting a rough patch for the season that every team will have and just a team that's still learning and feeling their way through situations and playing tough opponents on the road. Yeah, and something we talked about heading into that Memphis game were guys growing up within different roles that have now been cast upon them. And how about Miles Bridges taking that step against Golden State, hitting a huge shot, getting in the paint, hitting a shot with his right hand. It would be what they needed to go on and beat Golden State. So as we talked about that kind of going into the Memphis game, it delivered against Golden State. And here we are on the upswing of what is a roller coaster. Stick around for more Wes Bryant. We're going to discuss that outfit that he wore earlier, uh, or I guess last week some point. But I do want to talk to you about calm. Do you know what makes LeBron James King James? It's sleep. That's right. Sleep is the superpower. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. LeBron and Calm, that's C-A-L-M, know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. But you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. As he says, quote, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and my mind. From the sound of rain, falling on leaves, to bedtime, sleep stories, Calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which means I wake up ready for any challenge. That's LeBron James telling you that. Again, for a limited time our listeners can join lebron in using calm and get a 40 percent discount on a calm premium subscription at calm.com c-a-l-m.com slash locked on nba unlock content to help you focus ease stress and sleep better get started at calm.com slash locked on nba that's c-a-l-m.com slash locked on nba also what helps you get more energy besides sleep it's also built bars they're great energy bars that are low in calories low in sugar high in fiber and high in protein thanksgiving coming up you don't have to eat the slice of pie that's like 300 calories calories instead you can get something that's just as delicious but only 130 calories and again it's healthier for you too you don't feel like you need to fall asleep after eating it as well there's nothing like a black uh, a built bar black friday mark your calendar black friday will also be a huge event with all sorts of surprises so go make sure you check that out go to builtbar.com use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Wes Bryant coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. My uh, my fourth cousin twice removed is Gary Busey, who is considered one of the greatest Americans of all time. So Are we totally, doing this? I've, I've got one to contribute. I, don't, I, was, I was completely alive. But. Hi, man. I fell for it. I really thought <laughs> he's just such a random name to bring up. <laughs> I thought Gary Busey was going to be it. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. You see Wes Bryant on the graphic? We got you up there, Wes. Got you up there, man. When I started recognizing faces, I said, oh, wait a minute. I said, this must have been what he was talking about. And I saw mine. I was like, oh, man, this is cool, though. I love what you guys are doing. You're part of the team, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. Got you up there. I wanted to see. Now, look, if we were able to do any part of just the normal bust photo instead of just the headshot, you know the photo we would have chosen. I mean, we honestly did, except we just took the face from it, but we would have had the pink jacket and the pink suit that you were wearing. Was that the Memphis game or was that Golden State, West? No, that was uh, the Knicks, actually. Or Knicks, excuse me. That's right, Knicks. Yeah, yeah, that was Knicks, man. That was Ah, yes, look at it. Look at you. (laughs) Hey, man, you know, you got to step out. You got to let them know what time it is, you know. 
Now, my question to you is, how often do you bring that out now that everybody recognizes that? Like, is it a once a month type of thing? Do you just keep wearing it and putting it in the rotation? Like, not every week, right? I, yeah, you're, you're the swag lord. You tell me. <laughs> that's actually something uh, that will come out probably on special occasions. And okay. that we got the win. I can be a bit superstitious. So mm -hmm. I think maybe for big games that, that we need to win, it may come out. But it won't come out all the time. And that was actually the debut of that. I had been waiting to unleash it upon <laughs> the masses. And so that night I said, hey, tonight is the night. Because the main thing was trying to find a tie for it. And mm -hmm. I wanted to go with something pink, but it was – it was hard to match up, so I said, I'm just going to go with black. Black's a great and, option. I really Yeah, there we yeah. went. There we went, yeah. Uh, so, so Walker, we need to explain this for the people that are listening to the podcast right now on the YouTube channel. We've got a picture of the fit. Uh, the color pink, Wes, that you've chosen for this jacket, I love this color. It reminds me, for the listeners, this is the pink that if you buy those uh, Whitman Samplers candies and you get the <laughs> raspberry filling – the yeah. light pink, I love it. With the paired with the black, uh, you know, uh, the black tie, the black pants. This is absolutely stellar, and I love that it's kind of a good luck fit. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And you have to, you know, you give them the pink to let them know you have the a little bit of a softer side, but you give mm -hmm. them the black to let them know it's still real out here. Don't <laughs> yeah, I, I just gotta let you know it's still real. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great, and and here I am calling you the swag lord, but that's what the actual OG of that conversation and title called you when you interviewed him after the game, right? You got the Kelly Oubre stamp of approval. I did, yeah. Kelly Oubre is definitely a fashionable guy, and he has a different type of style which I mm -hmm. like and mm -hmm. so yeah I had to see what he thought of it yeah uh, well he, he gave you the thumbs up so that's excellent from the tsunami poppy giving yeah. you I saw it too the smile after looking at the jacket I do great option too, like bring it out against the Knicks when you might have a few more cameras on you excellent excellent choice just everything about it it worked all right now Wes I did say last week we wanted to get to another list that you had I have not checked this one out I was prepared last time not as prepared this time you did a list though earlier um in one of the home games where you had a top five teams of all time list Ooh, i love right, these yeah. i mean what hot takes <laughs> I, I mean you, you can't get any hotter than that type of topic so let's go ahead let's let's hear the top five teams that you have that you consider the greatest of all time yeah it was big credibility on the line so i had to make sure <laughs> Hold on, let me grab it for you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go get it. Go get it real quick. All right, here we go. I had everybody on there. That's pretty prepared, by the way, for you to have it on deck like that upon me just asking you. I guess you knew I was going to ask you about that. Hey, man, you know, I had to – Um, you just got to – you know, you got to stay ready, man. Yeah, that's it. That's all you have to do. Hold on, let me find that. No, you're good. You're good. So just to real quickly to buy you some time, the list that we've done so far is we've done the most fashionable guys, not only on the Charlotte Hornets, but we've had the most fashionable NBA players, best hairstyles in the NBA. You've done that one, yeah. and you compared Charlotte Hornets to Monsters because of the Halloween game that you guys were airing at that time. And Doug, my favorite answer of his was the fact that he went with Miles Bridges, and he said he was Jason Voorhees because he was thick with two Cs. My was. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. I got you. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear the teams. All right, so first I went with the 85-86 uh, Boston Celtics as my number five team. Okay. Uh, you know, this team, they had a 15-3 and three playoff run, and they only gave up above the playoff average defensively only three times in that playoff run. 
And then you're talking, you know, Bird, Mikhail, Paris, Dennis, right. Jonathan, Dennis. I may have been in Pampers, man, but, you know, I'm a student of the game. Yeah, you, so, you yes, were there I, before I was. I wasn't even in Pampers yet. I wasn't even thought of yet. Yeah, so now before I went to 86, 87 Lakers, uh, they had a crazy playoff run. Uh, they won their <laughs> first uh, playoff series by 27. Their first three rounds of the playoffs, they won by double digits, man. So they were great. Then I went, you know, it starts to get MJ-ish uh, right. through the rest of the list. 90-91 Bulls, they had a 15-2 playoff run. It was MJ's first title team, team that made him the face of the league. And they beat Magic and the Bad Boys on the way. Uh, number two, man, I had a little bit of, uh, you know, I had to, more research helped me make this decision. But uh, Golden State from 26-17, okay. 2016-2017, yeah. I was tempted to put them at number one, but I know my car might be burning outside. Maybe he <laughs> himself. If I have put them number one, but no, one went into, I mean, 16 and one playoff run, man. They were our modern day dynasty. When you look back at yeah. this team, you're going to be talking about four Hall of Famers, two greatest shooters of all time. Fantastic team, man. Uh, and then number one, man, the more research I did, I said they were really staggering on so many levels. The 95-96 Bulls. Yes, figured. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, you know, 17 regular season wins. They had a 13.4 point differential for the season. That's insane. Uh, you know, 15 and three playoff run. And they said they had a number eight offensive rating of all time and a number 52 defensive rating all time. They said no other team can match that. But then the crazy thing was they started the season 10 and two. They went 62 and eight after that, 77 and 11. If you include the playoffs, 87.5% win percentage, man. So I was like, man, you. You got to give it up to that. You know yeah, no, I, I don't have any real problem with that list. The only one that I may have considered, it's the Kobe Bryant Shaq Lakers 2000 team that lost once in the playoffs, I believe, right? And then eventually would yeah. win the champion. Yeah, I did. I was I was going to put them at five. But mm -hmm. then when you looked at them, they won. I think it was 53 games. Their point differential was like five points because I think that season Shaq came in like really late. Yeah, and then okay. they really turned it up in the playoffs, though. Like they turned up in the playoffs, and I do feel like they're definitely in the top ten in my book. But I feel like to make that top five, that real, real cream of the crop, like you had to take the regular season a little serious too, man, and, and dominate that. So that was the only thing. And I was like, put, I was like putting the Kobe and Shaq team as much as I love them, you mm -hmm. know, over a Celtics team or one of those great Laker teams with Magic and Kareem and Worthy. I was like. Ah, I don't know if I can. That's all right. Look, I actually yeah. don't have any problems with the list, Doug. What do you think? Well, no, I, I love the top two there. And I always think it's difficult to compare teams from different eras. But, yeah, here, yeah. but here is where I would give that Bulls team the slight edge over the Warriors team. It's, it's this. The Warriors, they broke the NBA with that three-point shooting. People didn't yeah. know. People have adjusted now, both their offense and defense. They've adjusted to that style of basketball, but they broke the NBA and confused everyone for so long. Whereas that that 95-96 Bulls team was, was just a perfection of the current state of the game. It was them playing the way that everybody else was playing. They just played it better because Jordan, because point. Pippen. Um, so I, I totally agree with you there. That's a great point because the main thing I was – I kind of get – you know, to that young guy mentality. I said, man, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm like, no way Scottie Pippen can guard Kevin Durant. And and the Bulls never had to see a point guard like Stephen Curry. And don't, tell Scottie, don't tell Scotty that, by no, the way. Scotty right. thinks, like, thinks it's a toss-up. Yeah, I'm like, Jordan would do his thing, but Clay Thompson would still get off. And I was looking at more matchups-wise when I was the 
debating putting Golden State number one. Yeah. I was like the match because I just felt like Kevin Durant would have a feel. But I, but I but I always say this about Jordan. You know the the debate about Jordan. I I always like to have that debate. If you give Jordan a year to prepare, if you give him a year to say here's how the game is played right now, he would still dominate. That's yeah. why. Oh, I yeah. always put Jordan at the top of the list yeah, because there there are guys that come in they revolution they revolutionize the game, uh, but I think Jordan could learn to play any of those styles if yeah. you said, "Hey, here's how the game is played now." Yeah, and but the thing you could and you could make the same argument for the Warriors as well because you know they became the blueprint yeah. for the league that we play in now. So they, as you said, modern basketball they are the blueprint for that. Once they started shooting threes yeah. and won a championship, everybody does it now. For for me, it's how much do you fear Michael because he's MJ and then just the entire team. Like, yeah, Scotty, Dennis, they're great. Michael's yeah. the one that scares you. Steph is unbelievable, and Kevin Durant's one of the best of all time. So I think those are the – I. Regardless, those are the two answers at the top. Could you imagine have, Dennis have Rodman and Draymond going at it? Good yeah. lord! Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can, and I, I could also imagine Kevin Durant adjusting to the physicality of those ninety. I could see him eating a little bit more and throwing some elbows around. I think he oh, could yeah, get definitely. physical if if Kevin he told Durant's him that's how baller, baller. He would love. That's that. right. He could. All right, that was awesome, man. Great conversation. Good list from Wes. <laughs> Another Wes Wednesday in the book. Follow him on Twitter. At West Got Range. Also giving you some great ACC coverage, part of the ACC Digital Network as well. But you know him from watching Bally Sports at the home games. You see him as the Charlotte Hornets insider. A lot of fun, man. As always, can't wait to do it again next week. I appreciate it, man. I love this new setup. I, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, Thanks, absolutely. Wes. Well, we All appreciate, right, man. appreciate it, man. You Coming up next, we'll preview the Charlotte Hornets and Washington Wizards game. Washington, again, it's so surprising to see them number one in the Eastern Conference standings, but still supposed to be a close game tonight, at least according to Bet Online, The Hornets are only a one-point dog in this game. It's the closest game of the night. If you haven't checked out Bet Online already, I don't know what you're doing. They're back, and they're better than ever. They've got a new web interface for the start of basketball season, and they have more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season so you can head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball football baseball postseason nhl boxing ufc so many to name right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite Favorite sports bet online where the game starts. We preview Hornets and Wizards coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. Segway. Yeah. It's called a radio segway. Well, and and I saw I'm feeling Josh. better by the way. If you didn't notice, I didn't want you know I'm, I'm a little bit of a private person, so I don't talk about my health issues often on the show. Um, but when I now I'm healthy, and I think people are going to notice a change in me today. So I just wanted to kind of go, go ahead and get that out of the way. Um, that Doug is unleashed on this show today. So watch out. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. So as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, no P.J. Washington tonight against Washington, but he is on the mend, back practicing with this Hornet squad, and we know how much they miss him in smaller ways. We don't need him to score, right? Gordon Hayward can take care of that. Miles Bridges certainly can with his emergence. We know about LaMelo, but it would help 
it would help and certainly defensively he can help Doug I know you said to me at least I think it was off air you had the number one reason why PJ Washington is most needed back in this Hornets lineup what is that number one reason yeah we didn't really do a top five on this but I do have the number one reason (laughs) and you're right Walker they don't need him necessarily to individually score But I think he would help them unlock something offensively that they've been struggling with all season, and that's scoring inside. Uh, They they do drive the ball a lot, um, but they're having to fight through a ton of contact, especially when they have Mason Plumlee on the floor because it allows opposing defenses to sink down and defend them at the rim. And so they're getting to the rim a lot, but they're – their ability to actually convert at the rim is is significantly down from last season. Um, it's below average, and and I think that would help them just be a more efficient offense because they've been shooting the ball well enough from outside that that it's been able to counteract some of that. Um, but eventually, uh, that shooting is going to dry up, and they are going to need to be able to get to manufacture some points inside. P.J. Washington, by pulling out that center, that power forward, out to the three-point line just a little bit is going to help them do that. Well, what's funny is here we are saying P.J. Washington is going to help them score more inside, but in fact, he struggled so much scoring inside just last year. That was the biggest problem with him. It's the fact that the two-point percentage was not good, and he missed a lot of bunnies, and he was missing some of those physical shots because you do have to shoot over the tree and that's the problem that having PJ play at the five brings you you can stretch out the taller guys they're going out to the perimeter it allows those drives as you mentioned it allows penetration to go in the paint try to figure out if you can get to the basket uh, more frequently but it's funny that PJ coming back also doesn't allow him to necessarily eat that fruit experience those benefits and so hopefully that that's the biggest thing that unlocks uh, a different type of level for pj right it's the fact that he can start to be more consistent and i remember asking him on hornets media day is there any reason that you weren't hitting at the level you were your rookie season and he said he didn't know you know it's not like he was short arming him at least in his mind it's just the fact that you just got to get find a way so there wasn't any real reason he gave but that does need to fix itself for PJ at least his presence does help everybody else get to the basket more frequently no I agree and I think things he was on a hot streak by the way, heading into, you know, he was struggling a was. little bit in that Golden State game before he got injured. Before, By the way, we, I don't know if we talked enough about how dirty a play that was. I think it was Jordan Poole, the exact player. Uh, so I guess I shouldn't say a name if I'm just going to accuse somebody <laughs> of being dirty. A little bit irresponsible of me, but I digress. Uh, you know, that, that pulling of his was Sean arm. Livingston. Let, let's all get in Sean Livingston's mentions. I think it was him that That's was right. doing that to right, Let's just name random players. Um, so, uh, but, but you know, come on. Come on, Golden State. You don't have to play that way. It's, it's fine. You were winning the game. It, you know, it didn't matter. It, it took P.J. out. I didn't appreciate it. And that's why I called for a revenge game, a revenge. I didn't do it on this show. I did it on, on uh, this is not a serious Hornets mm. podcast. Um, and, and they got that. That revenge win anyway uh, yeah no I think PJ is going to find things to be easier this season than it was last season because it's year two with LaMelo he's going to get better looks but also I think he's going to get more looks from outside because again you could use him to stretch defenses and they've got guys who can drive the basketball effectively Terry's starting to do that a little bit more and and I think it would be all around better for PJ when he gets back and I'm I'm super excited and Wes was right by the way defensively his block percentage way so they need that too 
Uh, PJ's is is what you're saying. PJ's yeah. was his block percentage it was, was way up. Yeah, I think he had four blocks in three games. Man, I, I'll tell you, it's it's the stat I would go to constantly for PJ last year. I actually didn't see that stat when Wes brought it up, or you just did there, but it was something that he was really good at last year. It's mm-hmm. something that I pounded the table for. Like, yeah, this this is someone that is very good at that ability. It doesn't. It's not a telltale. Oh, this means he's a phenomenal rim protector all the time. But still, that helps. Uh, PJ might make you think a little um, when you think you could take advantage of a small ball lineup. And real quickly, you mentioned that he had a hot streak coming back from that injury. He did that last year, too, if you'll recall. Remember, like heading, when, when, he had a hot streak heading into the injury, yeah. But, uh, right, but remember, he was coming off of, uh, mm-hmm. I think, what, wasn't he coming off of getting, he was banged up, right? Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. the hyperextension, yeah. but he was banged up comes back, starts right. to experience uh, some decent numbers shooting again, and it's exactly what happened last year. He got hurt. We kind of called it maybe there was some level of a blessing of in, in disguise coming back after that rest, after James Brago called him out for not being in shape, gets some rest because of the injury, and starts shooting pretty well. Like This is kind of a PJ thing at this point. Maybe it has to happen a third time for you to really dig into that. But at least two times in a row where PJ comes back and shoots pretty well after an injury, that's kind of been a thing for him. Uh, what are some of the other things you're looking for tonight against Washington, Doug, with this being such a tight one, according to Bet Online, We know the Wizards are playing very good basketball right now. How can the Hornets pull off the upset, even if it's not uh, a crazy one, according to our uh, partners with Bet Online? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's still going to be difficult because Washington is playing so well right now. They've re uh, they've reengineered this team. They've got a first year head coach that everyone seems to be uh, responding to. Uh, they, sir, according to cleaning the glass right now, they have the number one defense in terms of points per possession allowed in the NBA right now at forty seven point nine percent. That's crazy, allowing only an effective field goal percentage from opponents of twelve point six percent. So um, uh, that's that's nuts as well uh turnover percentage right now i mean they're they're not turning the basketball over they get back on defense they don't offensive rebound a ton they have a lot of guys that can guard multiple possessions they don't even necessarily they've been winning without bradley beal like uh, i think bradley beal's missed a couple of games for personal reasons and they've been able to win because spencer dinwiddie is is uh playing really well on on all three levels uh scoring uh montrez harrell has been good for them uh, so they're, they've got a stacked lineup right now, and it's going to be really tough for the Hornets. Uh, it's going to be a tough contest. Yeah, and, and and certainly you want to see Charlotte continue this winning streak, extend it to four with the roller coaster type season. Uh, did did you make anything of you know Wes's kind of reasoning for that, that it's still young, you still have young players, that's kind of why they're experiencing this right now? Or was there a reason you think that you kind of have this roller coaster type year where now we're on the ascent, but very much so could be on the descent? Um, here soon if, if things don't go right again? Well, I think part of it is youth. I mean, I think part of it is you've got a second-year uh, point guard running the offense. I think part of it has been uh, Terry Rozier. You relied on him so much last season for generating offense, and then that goes away all of a sudden, and you've got to adjust to that. You've got Miles Bridges' ascent and and his you know star turn, and you've got to adjust to that. And then you have the PJ Washington injury. They've just been adjusting all season to these different things that have had. It's not as it was it's the same core group, but they're all doing things in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think the Hornets are still trying to figure all of that out. Plus, you've got the fact that they have to make all of these adjustments and wizardry. Nice. Uh, you're playing the Wizards Excellent. tonight, but yeah, thank you. They've they've got to do all this wizardry 
to guard effectively because uh, they've got some issues with depth in the in the front in the backcourt. So or in the front court. Well, we'll, so so yeah, I mean it's it's been a season of adjustments so far, and that's why I think you're seeing wins and losses. We'll like see this. if they can make it four in a row against the Washington Wizards, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Julian Council going to be joining us tomorrow to talk all about it. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. Julian Council, Locked On Panthers, pretty busy over there, but we're going to steal his time. I don't really care. I want him to talk Hornets with us. So that's what's going to happen on a Thursday edition of Locked On Hornets. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet it's free and available on all platforms once again we'll be back with you tomorrow with julian council so long and have a great rest of your day